I'm not even telling <laughs> His face, like. I've had to be in this room with both of you all fucking day. <laughs> and it's a privilege. And an honor. <laughs> we'll sign your autograph when you leave. I'll have to print out our picture from the episode. <laughs> we need to get, when, whenever we decide to get our pictures made, I guess this summer, and frame it and put it on his desk so he can also look at us <laughs> while excited. he listens to us. To Jimmy. <laughs> All the best. Thanks Jennifer for being there baby. from the beginning. <laughs> that way, why he records and listens, he can also see us at all times. He needs the full experience. I do want to do one that's like a 1990s or 80s photo where, where like one of us is this and then the other one's in a separate, like where it's got the faded in. Mean, we're going to do the whole TikTok with that. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay, we'll do photos too. <laughs> photos on photos on photos. Yes. Hey, this is Jen. This is Becky. And this is Too Close to Home Listener Stories. Woo. What did we call it, Jimmy? Too Close Chronicles. Ah. <laughs> We're trying to have some originality, not steal nobody else's things. Yeah. And you know, people have side stories, they have listeners' tales, they have all this. We don't want to take I feel it. like ours is fancy sounded too close chronicles. Well, I had to Google what chronicle meant because I was like, I'm pretty sure that just means newspaper. No, it's a list of stories. So we're good. <laughs> so, per chef's kiss. There we go. So we got four short little stories from you from some uh, people who had events that were too close to home. I love these. <laughs> we'll start with. This young man. I lived from eighth grade until second year of college with my parents in a duplex. It was relatively new and only one family had lived in it before we did. It was made out of foam blocks and concrete. Still relatively new building materials at the time. Sounds like they lived on military housing. Right? It was all cinder blocks, buddy. (laughs) I bet it was a nice shade of gray too, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So the home was really insulated from outside noise. Our neighbors next door who shared the duplex with us was an old retired couple. It was also painted the color salmon. Oh, boy. That's my, my house I grew up in was painted salmon. <laughs> Which I haven't seen on a house since. <laughs> I always felt uncomfortable in that house. I had my own room in a separate bathroom down the hall. I hated having my door open at night because it always felt like I was being watched in the hallway. Walking to the bathroom at night felt like a horror movie in a, in of itself. It always felt like something was very angry at my presence and didn't want me there. You know when someone is really mad at you, like full-on hate your guts might kill you if you piss them off any further? That's what it felt like. Not tense at all. Not tense at all. <laughs> but I, I totally get that feeling of like, you know, when you feel like there's a presence around you, there's something, you feel like, just like when... You're sitting there, and for no reason you turn and look, and someone's staring at you. You can just, like, feel oh, yeah, staring at you. It's like a light, intense pressure, if yes. that makes sense. No, that I was exactly going to say, you feel like a pressure on you. Yeah. Maybe that's our... Like sun, you know, like when you are, uh, you walk outside and the sunlight hits you after you've been in a cold room and the warmth kind of yes. hits you, but it's not a good warmth. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a good description. Yeah, I like that. 
But then I started seeing things after a couple years there. Out of the corner of my eye, I would see what I know now, shadow people, mostly in the hallway and living room. They looked like scribbled drawings of a figure, but when I turned to face it, it would vanish. The feeling of being watched intensified, and it now felt like multiple people were watching me every minute in the house. Around this time, my dad was working out of state, and my mom didn't indicate that she was experiencing anything. The only thing that seemed to also be seeing things was the dog, who would not leave my parents' room at night and growl randomly in the hallway. I really thought I was going crazy. Then one night, I had some friends over. They slept in the living room, and I was alone in my room. I didn't really understand that part, but each to their own. Yeah. Next morning, they asked me if my dad, who was still out of state, had come home last night. They both said they woke up to a man in the living room walking around like he was pissed off. They were there. Creepy. Uh. They said the man went down the hallway, and they just assumed it was my dad mad I had friends over. They pretended to be asleep until morning when I told them that no, my dad would not drive 300 plus miles just to walk around the living room and leave. (laughs) At least at that point, I felt like it was something real that had been happening to me. We stayed in that house until my parents decided to move out of state before my second year of college started. That feeling of being watched and seeing shadow people continued the whole time. I never thought to ask my parents about it, oddly enough, but I was very happy to finally be moving out of there. I don't know I would have shared with anybody that I saw shadow people. I know. Like, well, they're going to immediately think you're being either just dramatic. Or you're crazy. Or you're crazy. Yeah. Also, like, probably having the justification from their his their friends, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you fucking see it too. Thank God I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay. for a minute there. <laughs> Thank God there's haunted demons in the house. <laughs> it's just demons, y'all. <laughs> just demons. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Not losing my mind. <laughs> Somebody just get a priest in here. <laughs> Gonna need to bless this home. On the drive to my parents' new ho- house, I rode, rode with my dad in the moving truck. We had coast-to-coast AM on, and they had a snippet about shadow people. We listened, and when it went on commercial break, I asked my dad if he believed in shadow people and if he ever saw them. He then casually replied, What? You mean like the ones back in the house? It turns out. I'd be so fucking pissed. Like you. And then you used to go out of state and leave me there. Like what the fuck dad? (laughs) For real? (laughs) Turns out he was having parallel experiences to me in the old house. When he was home, he would feel like he was being followed and see shadow people in the hallway and living room. We spent the rest of the trip talking about our experiences in the house and other experiences we had. And that's it. No bleeding walls, no possessions, but it's still terrifying to me. Especially how I felt like the presence in the house hated me, and I don't know why. I haven't ever experienced that same level of rage since then. And my dad and I tried to come up with an explanation to what would have caused it. The only thing my dad could think of was that the lot on the duplex was built on cake from full dirt. And you never know around here what... Let me get this country. Let me get get it together. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing my dad could think of was that the duplex was built on fill dirt. Apparently, this auto-corrected, and that's why. (laughs) The full dirt. Yeah. It's a full-ass dirt. And he said, built on cake from full dirt. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Built from fill dirt. And you never know where that fill dirt came from. Makes Mm. more sense now. 
I, want, I wonder if that was like displaced dirt from fucking graves and stuff. Because right. you can't fit every bit of that dirt back. And that's why they're pissed because they moved them and yeah. moved part of their. I love ghost anything. Like I oh, am yeah. a ghost fan. Like I love ghost adventures, even though it's kind of hokey at times. I love ghost movies. I loved the paranormal activity movies, even though they got <laughs> ridiculous later on. Uh, like there's one called uh, Hell House LLC. And I used to watch it when I worked out in the gym because it was fucking terrifying. So I'd be like on the treadmill and be like, this is going to motivate me to run. <laughs> no, what happened was it was a jump scare and I screamed. I scared the other lady next to me and she was like, oh, my God, are you OK? I was like, scary movie. Sorry. <laughs> Could have died that day. And I almost fucking fell off that day. Yeah, treadmill. exactly. Fell off the treadmill and died. And then that would have been the story people told of your death. At least I didn't fall asleep on the shitter. I mean, you could be an Elvis. Yeah, but if you're old, that's like a little bit more respectable than <laughs> being young, dumb, and watching a scary movie and fall off the treadmill. <laughs> Let's just keep it real, Jennifer. <laughs> Our next story. This one's short, but I really liked this one. I don't know why. It's just creepy to me. <laughs> and like, I'm not kind of creepy. Anyway. So my creepy story, I got a phone call from my next door neighbor late in the evening hours asking if I could help him move a mattress into his upstairs. His mom is ill and has a big, heavy sleep number bed. I, of course, ran over to help because they're great neighbors. I get over there. Better neighbor than I'd be. She'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I threw my bag out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> I see. I feel like I've got a really tight schedule. I got to stay on it. <laughs> I get over there. <laughs> and his friend, who is also a priest, was there to help. You always know it's going to be weird when there's a priest there. God. I helped them figure out how to separate the mattress and the bed so that we could fit it upstairs. We get it all moved up back into place when my neighbor asks if I can also help them move an armoire upstairs, too. Really, bro, what? <laughs> I heard movie company next time. You know what, bro? I got this big-ass wooden piece of furniture. Can you just take it up here, too? Why in here I have a refrigerator at two? You could do that yourself. I know it. <laughs> You're a strong, strapping young man. <laughs> now I'm thinking, like, the pedophile from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The old man. Oh, the... no, the old one. What yeah. was his name? With the cane, and he always was... Chester the molester. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're strapping young man with your rippling muscles. <laughs> you <laughs> sound just like him. All right, so we're way off track. <laughs> There's another side story. <laughs> I was working in tourism with my friend Mandy, and there is a writer who... I won't say his name because he was actually a really nice guy, but it was for like a bike trail. And when you were, when you met him in real life, he was that, like, he looked like the guy. He sounded like that guy from Family Guy. <laughs> and if you remember in Family Guy, there was one where he goes, oh, that's my cell phone ring. <laughs> No lie. I mean, I told her about this. Like, he looks just like this guy. And he goes, she goes, no, that's fucking crazy. And we get in the meeting and his phone starts going off. Uh -uh. And I just start Stop. thinking about it and I start going. 
start trying to not crack up live, laughing, and then he goes, it's just my cell phone. It'll go to voicemail in just a minute. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I need to be gifts. She couldn't even look at me. She's like, how dare you? You're so fucking ridiculous. That's like one of those moments where I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom because I cannot keep my shit together. <laughs> I can't. Just my cell phone ringing. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Back to the priest in the house. This one's not about diddling children, is it? Typing stuff on here and everything. <laughs> it was so funny. I started a whole new story. Yeah. All right. So they took the mattress up, asked to help take up the armoire. I think nothing of it and pull it out of his travel, tra- travel trailer and start bringing it up the front steps of his house. This is where I died. There are the front stairs are 11 steps. I was on the lower end of the armoire about six steps up when my neighbor and his friend lose a handle on the armoire. And it comes crashing down on me, and I fall backwards towards the pavement. Oh, now you're going to have a lawsuit on your hands. <laughs> well, no, he's dead, so, you know, it's good. Oh, right. <laughs> I then wake up in my dining room to the phone ringing, and my wife asking me if I'm going to answer the phone. It's my neighbor asking if I can help move a bed upstairs for his mom. I go over there and meet his priest friend again, oh. as this has been the first time I met him. I say I can help with the bed, but I cannot help with the arm wall <laughs> my neighbor was, no for me dog my neighbor said how'd you know about the arm wall i then proceeded to tell them pretty sure i just died <laughs> i spent the next hour talking with the priest he had so many questions my neighbor didn't believe it until i described the upstairs bedroom in perfect detail down to the metal mattress frame on the floor and the intricate headboard leaning against the wall that i had never been upstairs in their house before the priest asked me what I saw after I died. I told him, well, I never actually died. Before it happened, I woke up at my dining room table. <laughs> Duh. Were you not following along with my story? <laughs> I like that because I think he was more like I I wonder if things like that happen. It's very final destination. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe he just like dozed off and had one of those like sixth sense kind of things. You know what I mean? But, you know, if, if it was me, I'd be like, and then I would die. <laughs> Not me. I'd be like, Mm-mm. if or did you write this story because you didn't want to help carry that large ass armoire upstairs? I'm going to start using that as my excuse. Right there. Like, hey, Jen, can you come to this birthday party? Uh, it, my niece is turning eight. Y'all, you know, I had this dream. It's wild. I had a dream you asked me this very question. And then I went to the party. And then a jet came out of the sky and killed me. <laughs> I can't go, dog. You seen Final Destination? You know this shit's not a lie? Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I really wanted to, but she's doing the um, Encanto theme, right? Yeah, see, I told you I was already at the party and died. I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> and we don't talk about my death. So, <laughs> so when the person uh, wrote this, says it's technically happened last night, but I was just starting a graveyard shift and am now getting it done, getting it all down. I work at a gas station with only numbers in its name. Hmm. We're just outside of a large chunk of suburbs and none of, not if that middle of nowhere. 
like we aren't exactly near any businesses, but we are rarely completely dead for hours at a time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just past midnight, and with everything going on in the U.S. right now, a lot of things other than gas stations and bars are open at, are not open at night anymore. So it was a slower evening. I was the only one in the store, and a car pulled up to one of the double-sided pumps out front. Pretty standard white four-door. I'm not great with car brands, but it was a little nicer, like upper middle class and probably only a few years old. A woman gets out and starts walking towards our door like she's in a daze. Probably drunk. <laughs> she's getting some smokes before she hits the Waffle House. Right? <laughs> Legit, this woman looked like she saw a ghost. She wanders up, sort of freezes at the door for a second with a thousand yard stare before opening it and coming in. She didn't go looking for anything, didn't start shopping, just sort of stood inside for what felt like ages. Again, bars are so still open, so I think maybe she's a little drunk or had a rough night or something, so I give it the usual, welcome to the gas station, let me know if you need any help, find anything. She finally notices me and asks me the weirdest damn question I've been ever asked on the job. You can see me, right? I'd be like, that was Florida. They'd be like, that happens to me at least once a week. At least once a shift. <laughs> now, Barbara, I told you to lay off those bath salts. <laughs> I said, yeah. Like, what else do you say? She breaks down crying in the middle of my store. So I'm already headed around the corner to see what's up. I have my cell phone out in case I need the, call the cops or something. I get her to sit down on a nearby pallet of soda I'm, and I'm grabbing her a bottle of water. After she catches her breath a little, she tells me, I thought I had died. Again, I'm thinking maybe she on some, she's on something. <laughs> Not out of the realm of question here. But she's a middle-aged woman who looks like a standard local suburban housewife. That's even more reason you should be concerned she's on something. We're a pretty boring township without your average junkies like you'll find closer to the cities. So she asks if she can call her husband to pick her up and wait with me. She has her own phone and does so, not really telling him anything either, just where she is at and if he can come get her. He says he'll call her an Uber and be there as soon as possible. We're waiting. So far, nobody else has showed up. So I'm keeping most of my attention on her, and she eventually starts to explain to me. I was driving home from dinner with my coworkers. And as I'm driving through nearby intersection, I recognized a truck ran a red light and hit me. Now, her car is still at the pump without a scratch on it. Hmm. She goes on to say she remembers her car being pushed into a pole, going airborne, and then nothing. I tried to calm her down, letting her know that her car is out front and it looks fine. But she insisted that she completely blacked out, woke up in an ambulance for a split second, passed out again, and then woke up again in the driver's seat of her car at the intersection waiting for the light to change. Perfectly fine. The whole thing freaked her out so badly that she drove to the nearest anything, my gas station, just so she could get out of the car. Out of all the gas stations, you had to visit mine. Out of all the gas stations in all the states, you pulled over mine. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you got that right. Husband eventually showed up to get her. He asked if I had any idea what happened. And even though that she sort of explained to me, I just shrugged because, no, I had no idea what was happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> right? 
She reluctantly got into the passenger seat of the car, and he drove them back home. That was hours ago, after which I worked an entire shift at the station trying to wrap my head around what the absolute hell had I just witnessed. <laughs> Another little die didn't die story. Could you? I don't ever want that to happen to me. That would give me no. a complex. I couldn't ever go to sleep. I already have fucking weird dreams, son. I already have enough trouble with the weird thoughts in my head. <laughs> I don't need to add to this. Thank you. I don't need my subconscious taking over and creating even more morbid ones than already exist up there. Also, like, who's giving them this pre- premonition, you think? You know what I mean? Like, how are they getting it? Is God being like, I'm looking out for you, fam? And then, but God, you're not really helping me out, though. So, I don't want to sound like a weirdo or anything. I truly believe that we all have a sixth sense, and it's just how much that we listen to it. Yeah. Because everybody, I don't care who you are, has gotten that feeling in the pit of your stomach before that, you, you know, you go to a party, you go to uh, a gathering, and something just doesn't feel right. And you're like, I just I just have the feeling I need to get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. You can't answer it. or Can't put you a know, finger on it. Your kid says, um, uh. I want to go somewhere and you're just like, mm, no, I just, you don't need to. And yeah, like you said, you can't put your finger on it. You just have that feeling. And again, I know I'm going to sound like a weirdo, but I've read stuff that says like, you can learn to nurture that sixth sense. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what mediums are. They're people who've just nurtured their sixth sense. That's a good explanation. To be able to, yeah. Because, like, we've all felt, like, deja vu mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So it's not an unexplainable. It's not like it doesn't happen. It does happen. But that explanation, I just, like, fostered it. But I had a lady one time tell me uh, I was mad because I was late for work because of something. Uh, it was, like, a light or whatever. And I was pissed off. She's like, you never know. Cause I could have happened just to save you from a car crash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now you got me fucked up. Yeah. I could have died this morning. <laughs> I had that happen when uh when I bought my my red car, my old car, four months after I bought it, the check engine light came on and yep. I bought it brand new and I was pissed. So I called into work that or told work I was gonna be late that day. I was dropping it off or something. And um at the same time that I was at this intersection every night was every morning was a horrible car accident that morning. Oh god. And when I took my car in for the engine light, there's a little thing that was on the engine that like flaps up and down and releases pressure it got stuck and they just had to go tink and it was fine yeah that was all that was wrong with the car and that's what kept me from going to work that would have been there at the crash that intersection literally at the time that i was there every morning it happened at like 6 32 and i was at that intersection at 6 30 every morning oh yeah and i'm like something was something was looking out for you yeah i don't know if it's guardian angels i don't know if it's god i don't know what what it is that looks out for us in moments like that. I also heard about there's a dime theory that um, people have this unexplainable phenomena of finding dimes in particular in weird places. And Mandy, the same one I was talking about earlier, she has this happen to her where she'll walk down a hallway and then she'll come back and there's a dime that wasn't there before. And it's said to like a loved one acknowledging like, hey, everything's going to be fine. I know you're having a tough time. And I'm like, oh, that's a really cool positive. And then every once in a while, I'll find dimes where there shouldn't have been one. And it makes me think of that. And I'm like, look at this. Just have a natural, supernatural phenomena. That's interesting. I've never heard of that. We had to Google it. We were, sure she was like, that... I keep finding dimes. There's got to be something. And we Googled it. And we had 
goosebumps. Me and her would do all sorts of silly shit because we would drive. Um, Georgia is like a film ready uh, state, so they have all these tax break like tax breaks and everything for films. Well, all these tourism centers go out and they take pictures of local things and they submit it to the site. So let's say they're looking for a spooky church or something for a movie. They access that site and they can, it pretty much brings tourism to lesser known parts of the state. And we were like, oh, there's this really cool spooky church in our county. And it was in a pine wood forest and no lights. And I think they still had service, but it was an old ass building. And I walked in and I went, God damn, or something like that. And she looked at me. She was like, you cannot. Like, of all the fucking places, Jennifer. <laughs> and I was like, it's nothing. <laughs> we go outside. And I don't, you probably experienced this in your life. The eye of the storm where everything gets dead all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. The wind stops. Everything yeah. gets quiet. When you're right in the eye of, like, a hurricane. And it is, like, the most eerie silence. Nothing is moving. Nothing is, there's no sounds. It's, yeah. That fell upon us. And then all of a sudden, it was like this wind comes whipping through. We got in her car so fucking fast. She goes, of course, you're going to go in there and say some driveless shit like that. Get our asses haunted. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Now a tree is going to crash down into us and kill us. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks. <laughs> so that was our fun listeners tells chronicles age of what what's it called I don't too know close chronicles too close chronicles <laughs> age of chronicles come on baby. But i do have some Get more together <laughs> never uh we do have some more coming your way some cor- more too close chronicles some of them have to do with crime we love the spooky ones like this mm-hmm. um odd coincidences just send us anything we love to hear it uh we're nosy bitches <laughs> show. <laughs> you don't have anything nice to say then come sit by me you don't have anything nice to say tell it to me and i'll say it for you no, no, no. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you should never ever get in an argument like it's a, a like if we're on the same side of an argument you're gonna automatically be like jen you should say this and i'll be like of course i fucking should <laughs> and then i'll fucking say it <laughs> there is no filter 100 <laughs> percent the truth Let's i'll just be making fun of you pour it into your ear <laughs> So quick, I will roast to you. True story. I have witnessed it. <laughs> it is a true story. <laughs> and that's why I didn't have a job for three years. <laughs> she was reflecting on herself. <laughs> I wanted to be a bad bitch. And I spent three years becoming one. <laughs> I just want to do hood shit, okay? <laughs> hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> we always vibe in. Oh, also, big news real quick before we wrap it up. This week, Jennifer and I will be releasing our TikTok account. So be prepared. We have some TikToks coming. We're going to be ridiculous. And this is a true, this is 100% promise. We're having Becky's son, a teenager who knows everything about TikTok, teach us. Yes. And man, I bet he's going to feel the same way we did when we were trying to explain Napster to our parents. A hundred percent, hundred percent. No, it's free. It's not illegal at all, mom. <laughs> He'll be helping us understand how to how to make. Well, okay, the comedy aspect and making it. Wait, we're all locked. Done. <laughs> locked. Got it. The technical, not so much. <laughs> Obviously, that's why we have Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> now we got my son. <laughs> Thank God. And then when he finally becomes an accountant. Yes, then he'll manage our assets, too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta 
keep good people around you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys, thank you for all the love and the support. Um, we're still working on our quality. I hope things are starting to sound better. If you have any critiques or thoughts or suggestions, definitely shoot us an email, follow in our DMs. We love hearing from you guys. Yes. So until next time, stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. And do not bring it too close to home. Unless it's a ghost, then please. Yes. I need to hear about it. Get them in the eye lock. Eye lock. They eye can't turn. They can't look Is away. It, that's they how it works. They cannot go. <laughs> Just dropping some knowledge on y'all. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Too Close to Home, don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on most platforms. Follow us on our social media at Too Close Home Pod on Facebook, at Too Close Podcast on Instagram, or if you have your own Too Close to Home experience, shoot us your story at Too Close to Home at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.